Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Fusion Church familia. Monday morning, Victory Monday for the Church of God, and God is on the move. Today we are in Numbers 13. It is, it is a very good chapter. Got a little, little bit to share with you this morning. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you because you're awesome. You're so good. You're so wonderful. Thank you, Father God, because you are always there for us. Your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Your word comforts us and your word guides us, Father. So we just thank you for this day. We ask that you will speak to us through your word. Let it be you and not us. Thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing, all that you have done, and all that you're going to continue to do. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you need to stretch out a little bit. All right. And guess what? My lovely Sandra is reading the word this morning. You got it, Sandra. All right. Good morning. I am in the NIV version, uh, Numbers 13, starting here with verse one. It says, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. These are their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, son of Zakur. From the tribe of Simeon, uh, Saphat, son of Harai. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneum. From the tribe of Issachar, Egal, son of Joseph. From the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Nun. From the tribe of Benjamin, Paltai, son of Raphu. From the tribe of Zebulun, uh, Gadiel, son of Sodai. From the tribe of Manasseh, a tribe of Joseph. Gadi, son of Sus Susi. From the tribe of Dan, Amiel, son of Gemali. From the tribe of Asher, Sether, son of Michael. From the tribe of Naphtali, uh, Nabi, son of Vosi. Okay, from the tribe of Gad, Gul, son of Naphtali. Uh, these are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea son of Nun, the name J Joshua. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees on it or not? 
Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rahab uh, toward Lebo Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron where Ahiman, Sesha, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of groups, excuse me, grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw were, excuse me, uh, all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Amen. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Amen. Wow. What a word of the Lord. You know, you know, this, this particular chapter, you know, I named it. I named it. Whose report are you going to believe? Whose report? And back in the day, Ron Canoli, back in 1992. Now, that's, that says a little bit about my age. 1992, we will be hearing his music and we'll be uh, worshiping at the church with, uh, uh, with his music. And he did uh, uh, a song, it was called, Whose Report Are You Going to Believe? And, and, and here, you know, you know they, they, God's telling Moses, you know, to, to, to send out spies, you know, to, in, in verse two, it says, it says, send out spies to the land of Canaan, which I am giving the children of Israel. You know, and send and send out the leaders from this particular group, which Sandra read all those crazy names that I couldn't pronounce or anything like that. But, you know, all these guys, you know, that were there, they were the heads of the family. They were supposed to be men with wisdom. They're supposed to be leaders, experienced men of knowledge, of knowledge that will be sent out, you know. But, you know, but the most important thing about this is that, that, that God said in verse two, you know, he says, go and spy the land of Canaan. And then he says, I am giving the children of Israel this land. 
I am giving them this land. In other words, I am giving them this promise. I am giving them this blessing. I am giving them this land. And um, so he's already saying what he wants to do, you know, and then he says, and, you know, so God was expressing that to them. And Moses goes right into, you know, in verse 17, he says, and Moses said, said to the spies, you know, so go out to the land of Canaan, you know, go out to the mountaintops, go down to the south. And in verse 18, and see what the Lord, the land is like. See what the land is like. Whether the people are, who dwell there are strong, weak, few, or many. Whether the land they dwell in is good, bad. Whether the cities are inhabited. Whether they're fortified. You know, whether they're strongholds. You know, he's saying all these questions. He put all these questions. You know, so, of course, if you're going to give me a lot of questions, you're going to put doubt in me. So I believe before this man ever went out, you know, there was there was already thinking. He wants all this information, you know, who's there, how strong they are. So in other words, they, you know, this was a question. God already said in verse two, I am giving them the land, you know. But Moses' action here, it gives me the, it gives me the, the opposite expression, you know. Because, yeah, God's going to give me the land, but. God's going to bless me, but, you know, this is the information that I need, you know, whether that land is good or bad, whether that land was good or bad. You know, God will never give us anything that's bad, for he is love. You know, he wants to give us the best. He wants to give us the best, you know. So the question here is, do we believe or we don't believe? Whether we're going to believe the report or we're not going to believe the report. Whether we're going to stay true to the word of God, or are we going to be fearful? You know, because, you know, the Lord said, send out spies, you know, and instead of seeing the land that he was going to, that he was promising them, instead of seeing that they saw what was impossible, you know, they saw the negative of the land. They saw everything with doubt. They saw everything with fear. You know, because, you know, in verse, you know, in verse 23, you know, now, you know, they, they, that, that's the way that these guys were thinking. And we see that in verse 23, you know, God's giving them the blessing of the land. He says, and they came to the valley of Ishbal and they cut down a branch, one with clusters of grapes. They carried it between two men. You know what? Carrying grapes. And it takes two men to carry those grapes, you know. I go to a supermarket, you know, you get a little stinking little bag, you know, and, that, and you can carry that in two fingers, you know. But these men were carrying out a cluster. It says there that, that it took two men to carry out this cluster. It took two men you know, with a pole, with a pole to hold up this cluster, you know, and that is the blessing of God. What God does is always good. What God gives us is always good you know but you know so this was the blessing this was part of the blessing because not only were there grapes there there were pomegranates there were figs you know the, the the land had a lot to offer them you know and he says that they returned from spying the land after 40 days after 40 days you know when we when we hear a report a lot of times we don't know how to react to certain reports and we don't know where the information is coming from. And sometimes the, we've seen something in front of us that we have no control of. 
But you know, the word of God says that he never gives us anything that we cannot handle. You know, he doesn't allow anything to burden you that you cannot sustain and you cannot handle, you know, because our God is faithful. Our God is merciful. You know, last Monday night, many of you already know my mother passed away last Monday night, you know, and at the same, at the same day that she passed away, you know, my sister in, in Florida, you know, had a heart attack, you know, so we were dealing we were dealing with mom. We were dealing um, with, our, with our sister. We were dealing with all of these emotions, you know, and, and whose report am I going to believe? You know, you know, am I going to believe the word of God? Am I going to trust in him in the middle of the storm, in the middle, in the middle of a hard situation? See, but God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So we serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God that he makes a way, even when the stuff in front of us seems to be impossible and seems to be very negative, you know, but you know what? Mom passing away, that is that is a victory because she has graduated. She has moved on. You know, one of her favorite books that uh, that she that she always read was My Time in Heaven. It was a story about somebody that passed and went to heaven and came back, you know, and it was telling, sharing the, the, the story of heaven, which is found in scripture, you know, streets of gold, you know, and my mom always said that I can't wait to be in those streets of gold. Well, guess what? When she passed, she went from this life to the next life into those streets of gold. So she graduated. So that alone is a, it is a moment for us to worship and praise God. But not only that, we have to trust God even when we don't have answers. So for my sister, well, praise God, she went to two operations and she's recovering, you know. And so God is awesome. You know, we have to focus on him and keep our vision on him. And, they, and, and that takes us right back to this word that, that God already said, I am giving this to you. God already said, I am giving it to you. And the men went out and they were there for 40 days, you know, and for and they brought back all this food. And in verse 27, you know, and they told told him and said, we went to the land that you sent us out. And truly, it flows with milk and honey. Now, come on now. They're saying, yeah, it has milk and honey. You know, look at the fruit. Look at all this stuff. So they were so they were acknowledging that there was good things in the land, that there was good things there, you know. And um and and so the report, you know, that they were given was a positive report, but it was soon it was soon turned. But then we have to remember, God never gives us anything that's bad, you know, because when we look back in Exodus, you know, Exodus three, verses eight, and also in verse seventeen, it says, "And the Lord said to Moses." And this is when they were in Egypt. So I have come down to deliver them when they were still uh, slaves in Egypt to bring them up from the land to a good land, large land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land flowing with milk and honey. And here in verse two, the Lord is re referring to that a land flowing with milk and honey. So the promises, God has given them the promise and God is opening up the doors for them, you know. You know, so, so, you know, sometimes we may be in the place of a blessing and not be able to see that blessing because we focus on everything else. We may be focusing on everything that's happening around us, but we're supposed to be focusing on the Lord, trusting the Lord, because the Lord is our strength. The Lord is our strength.
you know, because here, you know, they were they were talking about the fruit in verse 27, and then in verse 28, <laughs> it says, nevertheless, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified. They're very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there, you know, almost word by word that Moses was telling them in the beginning, go see if the land is it's a strong land. It's how the cities are. Are they fortified? Who dwells in that? So, you know, pretty much almost word for word what Moses, you know, has told them, you know, and even goes into, you know, the descendants of Enoch. They're like giants. So these men saw the giants. And yet in verse 29, you know, it goes into all the different Hittites, you know, all the different groups of people. So they're naming them all. The name, they're giving them titles. They're saying all of these dwell in that land, you know. So they brought back with them fear, you know, you know, and, and they were speaking this. And some heard, a lot of them heard this, you know. So they were hearing with their heads, but instead of hearing it with their hearts. Because if their hearts were right, they will know who the God that they serve, you know, what that was there with them, that the God that they serve promised them to uh, a blessing. You know, so that's why when we face difficult situation, who do we turn to? And what we pour are we going to believe? I am trusting God that God is on the move. God is powerful. God is gracious. God is merciful. And God is, is comforting, you know, because God's word will always be fulfilled. It doesn't matter how we feel, it doesn't matter how we see things, God is still controlled. Because look what happens here in verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and says, let us go up at once and take possession. What? Everybody else is saying the negative and Caleb says, that we can go right now. Come on now. You know, we got what it takes. You know, you know, we are well able to overcome them. Well able to overcome them we can do this you know that was a good report we can do this yeah there are giants yeah there's a difficult situation in front of us that doesn't mean that we we're supposed to give up we're supposed to you know right now god already is with us if god is for you who can be against you so here again you know he says let us go up at once he was not hesitating he didn't care what the other 10 was saying he said let us go up at once. What is God telling you this morning? Yeah, to be still and know that he is God. To stand upon his promises and believe. You know, the enemy always wants to give us a negative report. Come on now. Negative report. He always wants to give us a negative report. That is why we need to be careful to whom, to what we listen to. Let me say that again. To whom or to, or to what are we listening to? We have to listen to the word of God. We have to hear his voice because, again, I'm going to emphasize it again. Come on. Emphasize it again. I am giving you this land. Come back in verse 2. I am giving you. He's the, he, he, God wasn't saying, I may give you the land. You know, it's a possibility if you do X, Y, Z, I, I may give you the land. He says, no. I am giving you the land. Why? Because you already promised that to them. 
You know, he already promised that to them. So he says, I'm giving to you, but yet nobody's listening. Nobody's hearing, you know, except a few guys like Caleb, you know, that he knew the word of God, you know, because right after Caleb says all this, now look, look who's talking again. The ones that came with a negative report, you know, the enemy again with a negative report. And that says in verse 31, but the man who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people. They are stronger than we. What? They are stronger than we. So again, they, they, they're sharing that doubt. You know, again, I'm going to say, be careful to who we listen to. You know, be careful to who we listen to. Make sure that they are sons and daughters of Christ, you know, that love the Lord, you know, and, and it's not the news. Don't listen to the news. You know, man will fail you. But God will never fail you. God is always faithful. God is always merciful. And God's hand is always extended to you. You know, and it says in verse, in verse 32, it says, and they gave the children a bad report. All right, that's it. The land which they have spied out, saying the land that we have gone out to spy in my version, New King James, said it devours the inhabitants. In other words, it kills the people. And all the people whom we saw, you know, are men of great stature. So they was already proclaiming. They was already saying, these guys are too big for us. We, they, they are giants before us. We cannot do this. And in verse 33, it says, there we saw the giants, you know, the descendants of Anak. And, you know, and it says, we were like grasshopper, grasshoppers in our own eyes. Think about that. We were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. That's where they saw themselves. They saw themselves as weak. They saw themselves that they couldn't do it. They, they already gave up, you know, before the battle even takes place. You know what? I'm a military guy. I wouldn't want these guys with me. I wouldn't want none of them with me except for Caleb. Because if I'm going to go into the battle, I want somebody that Caleb that will say, come on, let's go and possess the land. Come on, we can do this because these guys were negative. You know, their bad report was saying, we are not able, you know, to go out against them. This bad report was saying they are stronger than us. In other words, we are weak. We can't handle this. They were saying the land devours the people. In other words, the land is going to destroy us. They were saying all the men were great statues. So they saw everybody. They probably had like a three foot tall man over there and they saw a giant. Because when you are fearful, when you're not, when you're not, when you are looking with the wrong kind of eyes, the wrong vision, you know, everything seems to be blown out of proportion. Come on now. When there's a storm, it seems to be impossible. When there's a storm, everything seems to be bigger than what it is. They were seeing giants, you know, because again, they said, we are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. That's the way they saw themselves. That's, they saw themselves as tiny, as small individuals. And we need to see ourselves as the children of the living God, you know, 
uh, the children of the living God created in the image of God for great things. And that's what God has created us for, to possess the land, to take over, to move forward, you know, in the land, you know, to not be fearful because he has not given us anything that we cannot handle. Come on now that, you know, I, 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 I reflect that a week ago, you know, and, and my, my world was, was shaken up and, 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 not knowing what's going to happen and, and being there with mom and, and, and seeing her take her last breath, you know, I was there with her, you know, and, and, and I felt her body. And, and yet again, I have peace within my, my heart, within my soul, because I knew the God that I serve. I knew the God that I serve, but guess what? But even in all that, then we get the other news. Yeah. And, and my sister, and I said, oh, man, what are we going to do now? But you know what? But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. God gives us the strength when we have no strength. God gives us the comfort when we need to be comfort. God gives us the grace when we need grace, you know, and he helps us. And he strengthens us. But God, you know, that's who we have. And that's what Caleb, whom Caleb served. He served a God that was mighty. And he believed, just like I'm telling you this morning, you know, whatever you are facing this morning, you know, whatever you're going through this morning, it's not bigger than the God that we serve. You know, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to stand on? You know, because what these individuals at the men saw, you know, they saw that they were small. They were thinking small. You know, they saw that they were small in the sight of the enemy. They saw themselves too small. And then they go ahead and, and they said, and they said, you know, that these, these giants, you know, you know, they, they, they said these giants see us like grasshoppers. So, so they, you know, like they see us small. How the heck they know what the giants are thinking about, you know? So they were using all kinds of excuses, all kinds of wording, you know, to, to define why they couldn't do it, why they couldn't do it, you know, because they were already declaring defeat, you know? Anytime that we doubt the word of God, we're declaring defeat. Every time we doubt the word, you know, we're saying we uh, God cannot do this. God cannot do this. And again, I go right back to verse number two. It says, send out men to the land of Canaan. I am giving to the children of Israel this land. I am giving you this promise. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a promise, you know, and the Lord is with us. And the Lord wants to come for us. And the Lord wants to help us. And the Lord wants to take us from where we are at to a place that he already has set for us, you know, and here they were in that, in that land for 40, 40 days. And because of their disobedience and because they didn't believe God and because they didn't trust the Lord, they spent 40 years wandering in the desert, wandering in the desert. Why? Because they forsook the name of the Lord. They, they, they didn't believe they didn't trust God. They didn't move forward, but yet Caleb remained faithful. 
Caleb remained faithful to the Lord. And guess what? He made it into the promised land. You know, it took him 40 years to receive that promise, you know, but he was faithful. He remained. And that goes to show us that it doesn't matter the time. Our God is faithful. And sometimes, like I said earlier, sometimes we could be in that promise. We could be in that blessing. But just because things become a little cloudy in front of us, just because we are seeing a battle in front of us, just because we see the impossibilities in front of us, just because our heart is being broken in front of different situations, that doesn't mean that God does not love us. Our God is faithful, our God is merciful, and our God is always on time. So my brothers and sisters, I can stand where I can sit. I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting here this morning, and I can tell you, with all this stuff, you know, that it has happened to my family, even the last week, I can say that we serve a God that loves us, a God that is there for you, a God that says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. Yes, my mom graduated. She's moved. She has moved on this Thursday. You know, hopefully my sister will be able to make that drive this week. And on Thursday, we'll have the funeral. But you know what? It's going to be a day you know, that we're going to celebrate the life of my mom. Because why? Because she graduated. She graduated. She went to that place that was, that was already been prepared. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for where I'm at. You shall also be a place, you know, a mansion in the sky. And that's where my mom is at. Because that's all she talked about. That for, for, for I can't, every time I, uh, you would talk to her, she says, and he talks about heaven, talks about being in heaven, talks about the mansion in heaven. You know, that was her, her desire. So she's there now. So, yes, I will weep because we're going to miss her. I will weep because I'm going to remember all those times because, you know, she's not going to there with us. But yet I am rejoicing because I know, I know that I will see her again. And that is the assurance that all of us believe it. Just because they're not here, that doesn't mean that we're not gonna see them again. One day we will see them again. And one day God, you know, God's word is being fulfilled. So my brothers and sisters, whatever the situation may be, focus, focus, focus on the Lord. Trust in him, believe in him. You know, if your world is being shaken, just get right back to the word. Because the word is going to uplift you. The word is going to give you hope. And the word is going to hold you and sustain you in whatever situation you may find yourself. So this morning, we will praise God. We will worship God. And we are grateful to him. And okay, okay. All right, the egos didn't make it. You know what I mean? Well, that's putting our trust in man. Man who fail you. You know, man will not always be there for you. But God is there for you. God is faithful and God will make a way. So I rejoice this morning, my brothers and my sisters, just to be in the presence of God, just to be able to share this word. But again, whose report are you going to believe? I don't care the report of man because God gave man wisdom, but man is not perfect, but God is. So whatever report you're looking at, trust God. Trust God. Listen to his voice, listen to his word, you know, because God is making a way for you and I, because, you know, even though there was a, this was a defeat to the, to the, to the people of Israel, because of the, the spies that went out, they had a bad report, you know, 
because just because you have wisdom, just because you you are a leader, doesn't mean that you have all the uh, you know it all. This man didn't know it all, but God, God was faithful, God was merciful, and God still made a way. You know, God still made a way for them. So this morning, rejoice in the word of the Lord. Rejoice in his presence in your life. Rejoice because he is there with you, because he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. And whatever you're going through, God already has made a way. So the victory is already yours. You know, mercy is already there for you, has already been extended. And God's hands are are raised up to you and says, I got you. Come on. I got you in my hands. I will not let you go. I will not let you fall. I am here for you. That is the word of the Lord to you this morning. I got you. I got you. Just like he has me, you know, and I'm just Pop Hernandez. You know what I mean? He has you. He has you. And he loves you. And he wants the best for you. And again, I just want to thank, you know, Fusion Church, uh, the pastors, you know, the leaders. I thank you. Uh you know, for, for your condolences. Yeah, continue praying for us. Uh, Thursday will be a difficult day. The Hernandez clan, the Garcia clan, uh, will be all together, you know, and 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 we'll be all in, in, one, in one spirit in, in, in mom's funeral. But it is a day of worship. It is a day of celebrating her life, you know, because death is only the beginning. Death is only the beginning for the believer. The best is yet to come. And we have that hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God, that your word is constantly being fulfilled in our lives. I thank you that your word, Father God, comforts us. Your word heals us. Your word restores us. Your words, Father God, fills us with peace that surpasses understanding. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. And especially thank you for speaking to me, Father God, because for me, this word became personal this week. This word became personal when I was hit with the news. This word became personal to me, Father, but whose report am I going to believe? I'm going to believe your report. I'm going to believe your word because your word is true and you are faithful. You are always faithful and you always meet us just where we are at. So Lord, I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening. I pray your blessings be upon them. And I pray, oh Lord, that your peace will fill their hearts. Comfort them, Father, whoever's going through whatever storm, Father, you know it all already. But Father, you are bigger than the storm. You are bigger than their situations. You are bigger than life itself. So, Father, I praise you. I give you the the worship, the glory, the honor, because you deserve it all. Thank you for this time. And thank you for my family, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Have a blessed week. Focus, focus, focus. Love you. God bless. God bless you. Thank you.